Well, I'm sure that we haven't come to the end of all of your troubles. Today is the last in this series of broadcasts on which we're considering the subject of how God expects us to handle trouble. And certainly in these very few brief times that we've had together to talk about this question, we haven't even begun to dig into all that the Word of God has to say about this matter. But we have taken a few days on this, and it's a very important subject for us to consider because every one of us has to face trouble continually in life. Life, in some ways, is a succession of decisions and troubles and difficulties over which uh, we have to triumph in Christ. And it is the Christian's job to do just that, to triumph over trouble, to be able to face it squarely, not run from it, to be able to grasp hold of it, and in the battle with trouble to be able to come out victorious through the strength that Christ provides by his word and by the power of his spirit. Now, today we're turning our attention to the first chapter of the book of James. In James chapter 1, we read these words right at the very outset of his letter. And as I pointed out last time, it's very interesting to notice how many of the New Testament letters begin by discussing problems and trouble and difficulties and how the writers seem to be speaking out of their own experience and the experience of their readers about this question. It seems like the whole New Testament church was involved in persecution and difficulty and trouble and heartaches and all kinds of problems and that these writers were right on top of the issue from the very beginning of their letters. So let's not think then that it's something new for us to be today in trouble. Uh, this gospel that we have in Christ and these messages to Christians that we've been considering here from various passages of Scripture are something that comforted and brought triumph over trouble to the lives of the early Christians, and they can do the same for us today. The troubles basically are all the same. Uh, life is, hasn't changed that much. Oh, it's become a little more complex in some ways, electronically and so forth. But uh, life is still a basic issue of how we live before God and how we live before our neighbors, whether we love God with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and strength, or whether we love our neighbors as ourselves. And the same complications of sinners fighting sinners, sinners getting all tangled and twisted up with one another in this world of sin, and all the struggles of a world that's set against us because of the curse of God, these same struggles that faced our uh, predecessors in the New Testament times are facing us again today. Now in the light then of James uh, facing those problems and we facing those problems today, he says this, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So he says, consider it joy. Well, you say, suppose you were to lose your funds the way I just did last week. Would you consider that joy? Or you say, suppose you had just heard that you had cancer. Could you consider that joy? Suppose you had heard that your friend thought that you had wronged him in such a serious way that he cursed you and walked out on you and said he never wanted to talk to you again. Would you consider that all joy? Suppose uh, your children had just been discovered with marijuana and pot 
uh, and uh, LSD back in the woods, and now we're being arraigned before the local magistrate for possession, illegal possession of drugs and for pushing drugs. Would you consider all that all joy? Now, I know it's hard to take this word from James. I know it's not an easy thing for us to understand or to accept, but we need to understand it in order that we may accept it and not only accept it, begin to follow it. You see, the first thing that he says is count it all joy. Now, in the original, that means to count your problems that you encounter, your, your difficulties, count these or consider these entirely joyful. Not just uh, mixed with joy, but consider the situation as an entirely happy or joyful situation. Now, that's not to, take, to say that you're to take an unrealistic view of this situation, that you're not to minimize the seriousness of the problem, or that you are to minimize the seriousness of sin that might be involved in the problem. Indeed, some people, when they begin to look at this verse and other verses of Scripture, get a very unscriptural attitude about this, where they go around in kind of a facetious, facetious way, saying all the time, well, praise the Lord, I just, uh, just broke my leg. Uh, well, you know, there's kind of a, 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 a hypocritical way in which this can be done. And that's exactly what we're not talking about, just mouthing the words and saying, praise the Lord, when down deep in your heart you're full of bitterness and resentment, or saying, praise the Lord, when down deep in, in your heart uh, you don't mean that at all, and you're really, in a sense, taking the Lord's name in vain. No, that's not what James is talking about, trying to pump yourself up to some kind of joy. No, he says, when you really examine the situation thoroughly enough, then you're able to, as you look into the trouble, as you deal with the problem by taking it apart and analyzing it and seeing how God is at work in it, then you can really come to consider, and he means after adequate analysis, after adequate consideration of the problem, you can consider this thing to be an entirely unmixed blessing from God. In other words, he's saying you've got to come to a realization concretely in each trouble of the truth of Romans 8:28 that all things do work together for good to those who love God who are the called according to his purpose. Now he even unpacks this a little bit. He says, "Consider it entirely joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. The word encounter, there's the same word that's used about the man who fell among thieves on the road from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And uh, that's the word here. Consider it my joy when, when uh, all joy, my brethren, when you fall into a, a uh, whole uh, group of trials, various trials, uh, a whole nest of trials, when, when uh, the, the trials are as thick around you and as, uh, as the thieves were around that man on the road going down to Jericho. When you're right in the middle of all kinds of problems and difficulties and there, there's so many you don't even know how to handle them, he says, still count it entirely joy. And here's how you can do that. By considering the facts. And these are the facts. Knowing, he says, verse 3, that these trials are really testing your faith. You see, they're, they're not testing to see if you have it. They're testing in order to strengthen it. That's the point that he's making. When you go into uh, uh, a race where you want to win that race, let's say a swimming race or a, a race run on the, the uh, track outside, your trainer makes you take lap after lap 
one end of the pool to the other, one end of the pool to the other, one end of the pool to the other. Or he makes you go round and round and round and round on lap after lap out there on the field when you're going to have to run in a very strenuous race. Why? Why do you do that? Well, this is in order to test your strength and produce in you, as he says, the testing of your faith produces endurance. You're swimming, swimming, swimming to build endurance. You're running to build endurance. And trials build endurance within us. And then endurance has its perfect result, he says in verse 4, of perfecting us and making us complete so that we should lack nothing. Some real trials are coming far greater than those that you now face. And if you have not learned the lesson of endurance through the trials that you now face, you will not be able to face the one that is yet to come. So let them have their perfect work and rejoice over the fact that God is preparing you through trials for the greater trials to come. Lord, help us to be truly thankful, we pray, for Christ's sake. Amen.